Welcome to the Good Better Best podcast, and I'm your host, Tony Jamie. I'm a business sales trainer and a mindset coach, and what makes me qualified to coach you is my 25 years of experience in coaching sports, education, marketing, business development, and a career in sales. I've also written three books and hosted two radio shows. This is the podcast where you learn to have a win forever, continuous improvement, competitive mindset to develop patterns to market and grow your business and improve all aspects of your life. How do we accomplish this? The Good Better Best podcast studies the most successful businesses and their practices in the world, and then I summarize those concepts for you. Let me show you the proven successful methods that will help you go from good to better and from better to best and beyond. Welcome to the Good Better Best podcast, and I'm your host, Tony Jamie. I'm a business sales trainer and a mindset coach, and what makes me qualified to coach you is my 25 years of experience in coaching sports, education, marketing, business development, and a career in sales. I've also written three books and hosted two radio shows. This is the podcast where you learn to have a win forever, continuous improvement, competitive mindset to develop patterns to market and grow your business and improve all aspects of your life. How do we accomplish this? The Good Better Best podcast studies the most successful businesses and their practices in the world, and then I summarize those concepts for you. Let me show you the proven successful methods that will help you go from good to better and from better to best and beyond. Press on where it is actually a combination of two different things. First of all, it's it's a Bible verse. It's a verse that's found in uh, the book of, of Philippians. And it says, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, we press on towards the goal to win the prize. So the first part of press onward is this, this idea of, of of pressing on of of moving forward and the way we move forward is well we don't let the past anchor us we don't let the past dictate our future in fact we we move forward we move forward to what lies ahead but but even more than just you know advancing or taking a step it's that it's that mindset of of onward and Onward is actually the title of Howard Schultz's book, The Starbucks Owner. Howard Schultz, the Starbucks owner, who had taken over Starbucks, and then he left the company. And then the company struggled, and you probably didn't even notice it. And then when Schultz came back, a big part of him coming back was, was writing the book Onward. Onward is just a, a fantastic book, and if you're a part of a struggling organization, um, or even a healthy one for that matter. I, I just, he's very, very transparent and honest about a lot of the struggles that Starbucks had that I think you can glean and gain insight from. For me, I was taking over a, a struggling uh, Christian school district, and the, the Christian school district's um, you know, their enrollment was decreasing, the staff morale was down. 
there wasn't a lot of energy uh, around the campus from students and parents, and uh, probably worse was they were losing money. They were losing about a, you know, well, a lot of money each and every year, and they were about to close their doors. And when I was reading the the book onward, it was unbelievable how almost every single chapter related to this school and and I was able to just detail and take notes and then ultimately implement the same strategies that Howard Schultz had uh, into the school in order to help turn them around and and you know help stabilize their enrollment and finances and really just to get the eyes back on the prize. But it all begins with this and I do encourage you to read the entire book onward uh, by Howard Schultz but it starts with this. Uh, one Tuesday afternoon, February 2008, Starbucks closed all of its U.S. stores. Did you know that? Did you know that there was a day where Starbucks closed every single unit? That's 7,100 locked doors. And the sign on the door said this, we're taking time to perfect our espresso. Great espresso requires practice. That's why we're dedicating ourselves to honoring our craft. Wow, what a commitment. What a commitment that Howard Schultz made in order to not just symbolically make a gesture to customers and to his staff. Keep in mind, that's 135 baristas uh, that had the day off not to goof around, but to retrain. And, and so symbolically, Starbucks said, you know what? We're starting over. We're going to press onward. We're going to move forward. During Schultz's time off of Starbucks, he spent some time in Italy where he really just gained a, a fascination and a, and a deeper interest in the art of coffee and the art of a coffee house. And, and that's really where Starbucks uh, revitalized itself because what, what Schultz wanted to do was then come back home and, and have what Starbucks would call a third place. This is another place outside your business, outside your home, a third place where people could meet, relax, hang out, and have a great cup of coffee. That's what it was like in Italy in the places that he visited. And so he understood that, you know what, Starbucks had become too inconsistent. It was too weak. It was too bitter. And that essentially lost the essence of who they were. And so the idea was, look, we're going to retrain. We're going to go back and we're going to learn how to pour the perfect cup of coffee. Wow. What, what a commitment. And so he he you know locked the doors and sent out 7100 dvd players uh to all his stores so that all his his employees all the managers they would all be watching the same exact instructional video and then they would train and then they would practice and i had the privilege of spending many many uh days and afternoons in Starbucks is all throughout Southern California. Uh, and, and, and one of the things I saw is they would bring out their, their coffee tasting and they really, uh, made, made a commitment to their baristas becoming 
you know, coffee connoisseurs. It, it was it was quite interesting. It was like watching the, you know, the uh, if you go to a, a craft beer, you know, kind of restaurant where they have like seven different blends of beer kind of a thing. It was a pretty cool thing to watch. Now, look, this commitment came at a high price. I mean, Starbucks lost six million dollars, six million dollars. That's a huge investment. That's a big step back. But you know what? They've never looked back since. I remember when we first moved to the Seattle area. When I first moved to Seattle from uh, from the Los Angeles area, I was not a coffee drinker. I mean, it was, you know, 100 degrees in the shade, right? And in the San Fernando Valley of Southern California, and I just wasn't a coffee drinker. But I always found myself cold in Seattle. It was cold. It was rainy. And the Southern California boy just needed a nice warm hug. And pretty much every street corner had some local, you know, portable coffee stand. There was also a, a very famous longstanding company called Tully's. And if you remember the brand new stadium of the Seattle Mariners, Safeco Field, who was on the outfield fence sponsoring? Tully's, not Starbucks. And then the, the number one coffee in the area, as far as, you know, a, a, a longstanding chain went, was called Seattle's Best, which Starbucks has since bought out. And then, like I mentioned, just about any local kind of portable barista was ahead of Starbucks at the time. And it's amazing for me to see the transition to see not only see Starbucks take over in Seattle, to see the concept that moved down to Los Angeles. Because I remember thinking, well, there's no way they're going to make it in L.A. And then I remember traveling back east to uh, to Pennsylvania and New York. And, and they would think, there's no way we're going to pay $5 for a cup of coffee. We've got Dunkin' Donuts, right? And within two years of of the East Coasters making that proclamation, Starbucks had to build a new facility on the East Coast. And so I want to encourage you, wherever it is that you're at right now, whether you're an owner, whether you're a manager, whether you're an employee, whether you're a salesperson, maybe you're struggling. Maybe things aren't going well. And I want to encourage you to forget what lies behind reach forward to what lies ahead and press on. Press onward and start here. Start by learning to to pour that perfect cup of coffee. Whatever it is that you're doing, whatever your product, whatever you, if you're a salesperson, whatever your presentation is, you need to go back, retrain, retool, practice perfect And understand that you can press onward. Well, that concludes today's show. If you like today's episode, then cut and paste this chapter and send it to a friend. Or please leave a review and be sure to click subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. You can learn more about me by checking out my website, TonyMJamie.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ravensdale Bible Academy, or you can buy Good, Better, Best, the book through Amazon. See you next time.